Hi, and welcome to our broadcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of the resurrection of our Savior and what it means to us as believers. Do you believe that God raised Christ from the dead? Do you believe in that resurrection? That is a major part of what we believe and a major part of the gospel, that it is a completion and a fulfilling, a completing of the work that Christ did. The, 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 the work was finished at the cross, but it didn't end there because Jesus Christ didn't go into the grave and stay in the grave, but God raised him from the dead, giving us the hope of eternal life that, that we also, like Christ, will be raised to new life. That the, Even in the Psalms, we read that the Holy One will not see corruption. And talking about Jesus, our Savior, talking about that the Lord would not leave him in that place to for his body to decay, but he would raise, be raised from the dead. And being raised from the dead and ascending into heaven in a new, in a glorified body, a body that was changed to a heavenly, uh, transformed from supernatural, spiritual body, not not just earthly, but able to able to to ascend from this earth realm into the heavens. We too have a hope in Christ that one day we will be like him in that manner. We too will get a new body. This body will be changed. No more will it, will it decay or will it, will it uh, have sickness or disease or any, any harm could come to it. We will have the ability to be able to move and transcend in the supernatural realms. We will be able to live in the kingdom of heaven. We will still, there is eating in the kingdom. You can read that in the Bible, but the, the new body the, that we will receive is going to be a glorified body, a body that will last forever. That's good news. Amen. Uh, we're going to be talking about that in the resurrection. And let me go and open up in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship you today. We thank you, Lord God, for that resurrection power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells on the inside of us. Father, we're grateful for what the price that was paid. And not only that price was paid, but delivered for it all, through it all, and that Christ raised for, was raised from the dead. And Lord, we're grateful and thankful to know and to understand and have this promise, to have this hope in you that one day we too will be raised in like manner. We will once, we will be raised into that new kingdom. We will also be, if we die on this earth, we will be raised. If we don't, before you come back, our bodies will be changed and we will be uh, transcended and ascending into the kingdom of heaven, just like our Savior, our elder brother, just like our Lord, Lord Savior. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you are doing. And Lord, we worship you and we honor you today in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Well, the Apostle Paul, when we read, when you read in Romans 10, 9, and 10, which is the, the scripture that most people will, the go-to scripture for salvation, that if you believe, let me read this to you. In Romans 10, it says, uh, 10 and 9, starting 9, because if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved right there in this verse that if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you confess the Lord Jesus, you confess him as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. For with the heart one believes into righteousness and with the mouth one confesses into salvation. For the scripture says, everyone believing on him shall not 
be put to shame. But right there in the gospel message, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing him with your mouth that he is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. You can't believe Fully, if you don't believe in the resurrection, if you have, if you have, if you have trouble with that, you're, you're, you don't really believe. Well, I believe that he went to the cross, but I'm not sure he. If you don't believe that he was raised from the dead, you're not believing the full gospel. Listen to what uh, the apostle Paul says in Corinthians, in First Corinthians chapter 15. In First Corinthians 15, it says. Uh, let me get down here to it. Uh, let me start at the beginning of it. We'll, we'll start in 15.1. Now, let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news that I preached to you before you welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. It is the good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message that I told you, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me, that Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the, th th raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the 12. Now listen to this. This is the accounts of, of, of the eyewitnesses of the resurrection. He was seen by Peter and then by the 12. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he was seen by James and later by the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way that I persecuted God's church. That's You'll have to look back if you don't know the, the history of, the, of the, uh, the apostle Paul, who was named Saul back at that time. Um, talk, him talking about how he persecuted the church. Verse 10, but whatever I am, whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. So it makes no difference whether I preach or they preach, for we all preach the same message that you've already believed. Now listen to what he says about the resurrection of the dead. Verse 12. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. If we don't believe that God raised Christ from the dead, then our faith is useless. Our uh, preaching the gospel is useless without the power of the ra the 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 power of the message of ra him being raised from the dead. It's not completing the full gospel. If we just leave him at the cross, he paid the price. He destroyed the power of sin and death, and then he rose from the dead. The power of God raised Jesus Christ up out of that grave, giving us the hope of our eternal future that we too will be like him, that we have that hope of eternal life. Thank God that he was raised from the dead, that there, you know, they, the, the uh, leaders of the day, they tried, that's why they put the Roman soldiers at the tomb because they, they didn't want someone to come and steal the body because they had heard that Jesus has said many times, I think it's over six times that he told them that he, he told all the people that I will be raised up. I will 
uh, suffer and I will die, but I will be raised up from the dead. So they knew that something was coming and they, and they tried everything they could to squelch this. And they said, we're going to put guards at the tomb. So because the disciples will come and try to steal his body to say that he rose from the dead because they didn't believe it. But something else happened that day. The Roman soldiers couldn't deny it. They couldn't deny what happened when they, when the angel of the angel of the Lord came and shook that place in that tomb, that stone that was rolled in front of the tomb was rolled away. Those, those, uh, those, uh, soldiers and the, and the, the armed guards, they fell as dead men on the ground. They knew this was something supernatural. It was a power beyond natural man. It wasn't, it wasn't the disciples that came and knocked them out. It wasn't the disciples that came and, and stole the body, but something happened that day and they could not deny it. They knew that this was a supernatural event. This was a God thing. The, the, uh, all, all throughout the land, they were they were trying everything they could to stop this message. They didn't want it to get out because if they did, if if you if this if they the message got out, then more and more people are going to believe. So they tried everything they could to to thwart what they thought was a hoax or what was not a truth. But God, when God got His hand in there, and then after that He rose from the dead, then over 500 people were eyewitnesses of this account. You can't when when you can uh, tell somebody that's never seen or never never had uh, an encounter with God. You can talk them out of it, but you can't talk out an eyewitness. When you've got an eyewitness there, you're not going to talk them out of it. You're not going to tell them it's too late. Once, once the miracles happened, once they have seen and believed, once it's become part of them, it's too late. It's too late. You're not, you can't take it out of them. You can't, you can't talk them out of it. You can't get rid of it. You, you, the only thing you can do is, is try your best to squelch it and deny it, but you're not not going to get them not to believe. You're not going to cause them to stop because it's too late for them. Once it's got on the inside of their heart, it's too late. It's already, the, the, the work has already been done. They've already believed. They've already seen the miraculous is there. And God has shown himself mighty and strong, showed himself to on, on the road to Emmaus whenever Jesus uh, ro- rose from the dead and he was walking with the, uh, I believe it was two people on the road to, to uh, road to Emmaus. And as he was walking down through there talking with them, he didn't tell them who he was at that point. But once they realized that it was the Savior, it was the Christ, they said, did not our hearts burn within us? We knew there was something about him. We knew that there was something, there was something about this man, but they didn't realize it until after he was gone. That was our Lord. That was the Savior. But the power of those eyewitnesses that that uh, over 500 people saw him. And so the message, the gospel is going forth that Jesus Christ not only died on the cross, not only was he died and buried, but he rose on the third day. And praise God, glory to God, that Jesus Christ is alive and well today. And we can ha- we have that eternal hope that this is not the end. This is this life is only temporary. But once this life ends here, it is not all there is. It is not the end. Glory to God. Um, let me read to you. I'm going to take you into into John. This is the account 
in John chapter 20. This is the account of the resurrection in John. In John chapter 20 and verse 1, it says, Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and she found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. Now, it's funny because this is John. John is writing this. And John is the one. And he says, the other, the one whom Jesus loved talking about himself. Jesus said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. Peter and the other disciple, John, started out of the tomb, uh, started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stopped and looked in, and he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived, the one that had denied him. Simon Peter arrived and went in. He immediately went inside. He said, you're not going in. I'm going in. I'm not missing this opportunity. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth, while the cloth that had covered Jesus head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scripture that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Verse 11, Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. That reminds me of the of the cherubims at the uh, that were on the Ark of the Covenant two cherubims that, that were uh, at each end of the Ark of the Covenant. Now, here is the, the, the resurrection spot of our Lord Jesus. The, in verse 13, Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they've taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, tell me where you've put him and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for teacher. And Jesus said to her, don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I have yet ascended. I, have, I have yet, haven't yet ascended to the father, but go and find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I've seen the Lord. Then she gave them this message. In verse 19, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hand and his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiving. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Verse 24, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord, but he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wounds in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wounds in my side. Don't be faithless any longer, but believe. My Lord and my God, Thomas explained. 
Then Jesus told him, Thomas, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Then the disciples, the last part of this, uh, John writes, the disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. There is power in the name of Jesus, that name that is above every name. That name has resurrection power. Not only did that day when Jesus rose from the dead, did he raise from the dead, but there were others that were raised from the dead. From the power of his resurrection, there were others that were raised on that day. That day sparked something in, in our world. You don't, you don't find this in, in other religions about the, the raising of the dead. You don't find the resurrection like this in all the other religions. You hear about it in, uh, you know, of course, Judaism, they, because of, of uh, the Old Testament, but where it's prophesied in Isaiah, you, in Christianity, and Islam has a portion of what they believe uh, of, of an eternal life. It gets a little weird when you go into that, kind of, you'd have to look it up yourself, but Christianity, the power of the resurrection, the power of the raising of the dead, the power of this gospel that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead for you and for me gives us this hope of eternal life, that this is not the end. This life is temporary, but thank God that we are looking forward to a day of resurrection. You have loved ones that have gone on before, ones that, that are, uh, you've had loved ones that have, uh, died in Christ. They, they, the, the Bible calls it being dead in Christ or those that have, have are asleep because they say asleep because it is, it is only temporary. Being asleep is that this is not the end. You know, there are many people that believe that once, once you, you're, you die and your body goes into the ground, that's it. You're just, you are no more, never to be again. There, you're, you know, there's a lot of strange beliefs out there that you just go out into the cosmos and and you become part of of uh, the the cosmic world. You become part of the stars. You become part of the atmosphere, and that's it. That's all. No, there is more to us than just this earthly body, this earthly flesh. There is more to us. We are a supernatural, eternal being that will live somewhere for all eternity. We have a spirit in this body. We have a soul with our, our will and our emotions. We have, we are a living, speaking spirit made in the image of God. We are going to spend eternity somewhere and Jesus has provided and made a way for as many as possible, as many as would believe on him, as many as would believe to be in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of heaven, to have eternal life. He's paid for it. The ticket has been bought. It's been purchased. The work has been done. Our part is to believe on the one that he sent, to believe in the, the salvation that Jesus provided for, that he did the work. We confess in our heart the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, that God raised him from the dead, According to God's word, we are saved. 
it is it is not as difficult as many people put it out there to be. You don't have to to earn it or to 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 serve, to work, or to 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 live your life and never mess up or to make a mistake or 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 live to be you know and 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 come to a point of of being absolutely perfect where you never fail. It's about leaning on, trusting in, having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It is coming into a relationship with him, believing on what he did. And God put faith in, he, he put the faith in your heart to believe in the one that he sent. You can say, well, I can't believe this. Well, you can believe it. You can believe in the one that he sent because God put that faith in you to be able to receive and to believe. And when the Spirit of God moves on you, when the Spirit of God moves and touches your heart, that's the, that's the time when your heart is opened up to receive. It's just like ground that has been, has the, uh, the Bible talks about the kingdom of his God, the kingdom of God is like a, the sower that goes out and sows in the earth. And your heart is like the earth. And when it is soft and ready to receive and that seed goes in there and it's nurtured and it's watered, that seed grows up and produces. But if your heart is hardened, if you don't believe and you resist the gospel and you don't want to hear anything about God and you don't believe anything that the Bible says and you reject it, your heart is like a rock and that seed will not produce anything. It cannot penetrate. But when your heart is open to receive and you have a tender heart toward God, this, the word of God will go down on the inside, inside your spirit, and it will begin to grow and begin to produce, and it will produce fruit. The power of this gospel is as simple as a seed being planted in the ground and being watered, and then it grows, and then it produces life. God didn't make it complicated. He paid it all. He did all the work. He knew that we couldn't be good enough. We couldn't earn it ourselves. And thank God that he proved it all. He lived and died without sin and rose from the dead on the third day to give us the power to become sons and daughters of the Most High God, to give us the ability to, to live in the kingdom of heaven for all of eternity, to give us the right to live there, not by our own works, not by our own deeds, but to give us the right to go before the Father in that name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. He gave us the ability and the right to go to the Father and say, Father, I'm not coming to you based on what I, my good works. I'm not coming to you based on my good deeds, but I'm coming to you in faith in that name that I believe that Jesus died for me, that you raised him from the dead. And I'm standing here before you clean and pure and righteous because of what Jesus did. I'm standing here clean and pure and holy before you, not because I lived a perfect life or I never made mistakes, but because my faith was in the one that you sent, because I believe on what you did, the work that you did. And I choose you, God. I choose you over everything else, that everything else in this world you know, I, I put you above that. I choose you first. I choose you, Lord God, to believe in what your word says and simply calling upon that, the name that is above every name, having faith in him, faith to believe in the one that he sent. The, the celebration that we celebrate today, if, 
If if it has not uh, stirred something on the inside of you, let it stir. Let it excite you and 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 stir up that vision and that dream once again to remember who you are and that God raised Jesus from the dead and you too one day if you believe will be raised to life eternal. One day you too and you don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear leaving this earth because your hope and future is not in this earth alone, but it is in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. That is where our hope is. That is where our future is. That is where we are are, are, are heading, and that is where we are spending for, for the rest of our future, the rest of our life. Our destiny is in him. Faith in that name, that glory to God, he raised Christ from the dead. He didn't leave him in that grave. And we celebrate this resurrection. We celebrate this day uh, every year. And we shouldn't just celebrate it <laughs> annually. We should celebrate it every day. That Thank you, Lord, for going to the cross and being raised from the dead. Thank you, Lord God, that you didn't stay in the ground. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus, you didn't stay in that grave but you came back to life and showed us the way. And Father, we thank you for it. And let me go ahead and end this in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you raised Jesus up from the dead. And Lord God gave us the ability to become sons and daughters of the Most High. You gave us the ability, the power to, to rise up from our circumstances and to put our faith and trust in you. And to not, Lord, to Lord, not to be overcome with fear of dying, but Lord, you gave us the hope of future or hope in the future that we have all eternity to spend with you. And Lord God, we are grateful and we're thankful for what you've done. We're grateful grateful and thankful for the cross. We are grateful and thankful for the resurrection. We're thankful, Lord God, that today the tomb is empty, that you can go to that same tomb over in Israel and you can look in there, but you won't find a body. You won't find bones laying there decaying. You see an empty tomb. And Lord, we are so grateful and thankful, Lord God, that you have provided for everything that we have need of. And Lord, we put our faith and our trust in you. And we thank you, Lord God, on this resurrection day, Lord God, for the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God. We thank you, Lord, for it in the name that is above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.